Growing Up, Not Growing Old podcast. We might never take the world, at least we've had our say. Real talk about movies, music, politics, race, and religion. Growing Up, Not Growing Old, the feeling is still the same. Live from New York, it's the Growing Up, Not Growing Old podcast. City. Let's bring it back. Bitch, this versus your obituary. Hit you very hard till you twitch like Klitsch go split you. Get you worried. Shoot that piece of shit. Eight inch blade touch you. Flinch, wanna cut you, head, butt you in a clinch. Sharp backs up your cardiovascular. Spill your plasma. Smooth like a jazz player, blast slayer. You dearly departed in a casket full of bullets after I blasted your head. Leave you with a raspberry beret. Massacre found in a barn in Nebraska. Cold like Alaska. Legend like Sasquatch. Definition of masculine and mass killing. Dusted like Joplin dropping masculine. Strict nine rat killer pest control. Kill you like cholesterol. Rap and dap. I'm the best of all time. I celebrate a festival of crime. Digestible fresh. If you test, I pull the nine. New York City. Nine, slumming in the city. Packing my cat. Getting dirty ain't gritty. Cuffs time. Selling in the city. Cut the back of your neck. Gem star not pretty. Slice. Pump nine. Slumming in the city. Packing my cat. Getting dirty ain't gritty. Cuffs time. Selling in the city. Cut the back of your neck. Gem star not pretty. On a verge of a murder way, burn a spray, mercury chip shit, vibe pray, that be this in your vertebrae, VA better invest desert. Holy Nugent! Yo-ho! Hello there! Welcome to the Growing Up Not Growing Old podcast, man. Great to have you back. Thanks for having me, my brother. It's great to be back. Gungo for the 216. Yeah. What's good? I'm over here just playing around, uh... Fucking IG throwing another one up there for you bastards that ain't fucking tuning in yet. You better do it right now. You hear me? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> How you doing with this blizzard here? What is it? A blizzard? We're, we're, we're gonna be getting hit with a fucking uh, monstrosity, they say. Yeah, it's gonna be fun, man. Nice on a Saturday. I don't gotta drive yeah, a truck in this nah. shit. I know me neither. I'm going no. I got a nice spot. I got a nice spot. On a, on a on a Tuesday, I know they're gonna do a little alternate side suspended. Yep. I won't have to dig out for a while. I'm excited. Me and the wife hunk it down. We got everything. Got the milk. Got the bread. Got it all. <laughs> <laughs> and he's fucking yeah, man. I, yo, that guy who did that video went fucking viral, man. He's 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 got mad work from that one video. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into his name, but I will just say this, and now and and of course it's great to be on the Gungo podcast. Uh, I got a podcast in the works, getting ready to rock and roll with my man, the classy slice. That's gonna be called. Uh, it's going to be called the Wise-Ass, Paulie and the Slicers Wise-Ass Podcast. And the reason why I'm bringing up, of course, the plug in the shameless plug, Babush, Gadoosh, yeah. a little shameless plug, but because it won't be named about the milk and the bread, who's a stand-up comedian, whatever, you know, this guy is a half a wise guy, you know, but uh, they have a few going on. Uh, my partner, the Slicer, and this guy. So uh, it's a little funny that you you brought his name, or you brought his thing into it, and I did the little thing. I really wasn't, I wasn't really riffing on him, the uh, guy who will be left nameless. I know everybody out there. If you're out there listening on Mixler, just put type it in or whatever who he is. You know, we all know who he is. He doesn't need to be named. He's got enough fucking money and fame and everything like that and accolades. But I was actually doing. The Tony Soprano version. Get off the grass. You're there for the grass. Get off the grass. And oh, one yeah. of those 
I just flipped it with the milk and bread. So I wasn't trying to do this other guy, you know, who sits in his car and does, uh, you know, yeah. you know. But no disrespect. Go ahead, bro. Do it. Eighteen billion people on this earth. Everybody's going for a slice. Stop it's it. crazy how that slice turned into a pie, though, man. Pie? What do you mean pie? It's a pizza party, bro. Are you kidding me? These guys fucking. These guys multiple pies. Are you kidding me? Stop it now. Everybody thinks they're the fucking only ones in the world. We get it. Yeah, man. That must be. That's that's just that's fucking clutch that you got a spot though. That that's huge. Mm. Yes, now anybody who lives in the tri-state, well, not so much the tri-state area, but let's just say the uh, the five borough, of course, Long Island being the sixth borough, right? Uh, you know, you got to get a spot. It's, it's absolutely imperative to get a spot because, you know, not only is it a problem from Monday through Saturday, you know. Yeah. So if you get a spot and you, and you get a Monday, you move it on a Monday and then you get it and then you, you're you lucky enough to get a Monday spot back. That means you're good for the whole week. Right. Especially if you if you take the train <laughs> to go to work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or if you're not, then you could say, you know what? Let me park it in the fucking Tuesday spot. I know tomorrow I got to get up at eight. Move, you know, I move it at eight thirty. You know, so I'll go I'll drive around the neighborhood from eight thirty to ten. And then I'll move it right back. I don't even do that now. Whenever I have to move it or whenever, I, you know, if, you know, if I'm not. 100% you know have the whole thing mapped out yeah what I've wound up doing because I know these pricks and after the sanitation they don't even come down the block and fucking sweep because that's what you're supposed to do that's why those rules are implied you move the car everybody moves on one side so the street cleaning could get done not so that the fucking traffic the brownies we used to call them back in my day I remember that I'm the brownies right before they get they had to put the NYPD suits on because they were getting beaten they were getting abused yeah they were not only getting abused they were getting people especially at Bensonhurst at Dyker Heights and Bay Ridge they were breaking people's fucking heads open like people that worked for the for the city were getting beaten, especially in Dyker Heights and Bentoners. I heard so stories. They fig- so they figured they throw you know throw an NYPD badge on them, even though they're the furthest thing from these fucking rats. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like they're the furthest thing from, but they figured like, these people up now, you will get a felony just as if you assaulted an officer, a driver, or a station, or whoever works for the city. They gave them they gave them the uh, the cloak, as yeah. we say. But uh, no, it's really for that. But what I do is. I, I, I moved the car because, of course, they're there. Eight, forget it. 831, they're right there with the scanner. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I move around the corner maybe once, twice. I go right back into the fucking spot that I had, and I wait. Yeah, and if street- I see, of course, I see the street, the street street sweeper come down, I get out of the way. I move to the other side, or I go around the corner again, sure. and I go right back into the fucking spot, and I sit and I listen to Boomer and Cotton. Do you remember uh, in Brooklyn when red lights were optional? <laughs> yes, I wasn't driving then, but yeah, it was. You know, you just took a. You know, you looked left and right, and then you just kept going. You just my, go. father, my father was the king of that. It was a night out, so don't worry about it. Yeah, it's it a was... funny joke too about that. But... Yeah, that's oh. how I know because of my fa- watching my father <laughs> right. do that shit. Exactly. This is how we, the sins of our fathers. <laughs> This is how we learn. Can't do that shit no more though. Probably. Ah, uh, no, and you know what? Now being older and and wise. Uh, I would, I wouldn't do that. You know what I'm saying? You just, you never know. Especially if you don't see, you see how these people act. They, they act like you're not gonna get ran over. They, you know what yeah. I mean? They act like you're not gonna get hurt. They think it's a video game. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you no, you're gonna. This car's doing 20 miles an hour. You're dead. You're gonna get hurt. You're gonna die. You're gonna, you're going to the hospital. Do you think that's like, that at, entitlement at shit? 
I, it's a little bit of that, a little bit of stu- a lot of stupidity, and uh, just the fact that people, are, especially looking at their phones now, people got their heads further up their ass than they've ever had. You oh, know, yeah. so uh, you know they don't understand it. They think, oh, he's got to wait for me. No, listen, you're getting run down. Yeah, oh, you got we got to watch. You know, it's, it's not a joke out there. You there's know? a fucking there's like a, a, a an unwritten rule. Because, you know, I've driven cr- trucks for different companies. There's this thing called the I'm bigger rule. Dude, if <laughs> my truck is bigger than your car, you're moving. <laughs> right, right. Yo, that, exactly. At least you should anyway. You know, I mean, you got to fucking break. You're supposed to yield for pedestrians. But if you're pulling some stupid shit, you better get out of the way of my fucking vehicle. Yeah, no, and, and look at look at just look. You know, you read the papers and and uh, on the news. Even all my bus driving friends out there shouting them out. You know, uh, even my my brother's a bus driver. You know, you they they really can't see. You hear these people like, oh, the bus driver. It's a bus driver's fault. You ever tried driving? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially Manhattan or anywhere that's 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 fucking you know populated like that. You can't, it's impossible to see everywhere around. You know, you got you know people getting run over with the back wheels. You you got to be careful. You got to yeah. look. You know, I mean, these people are doing the best they can to provide for their families. The last thing they need is some jerk off who's, you know, who's checking their Tinder account. You, you know, know what, what I mean? though? <laughs> and the same on the same on the same token, there was that story last year of the bus driver. He was on he was on his phone and he dragged that woman like three well, blocks. Uh, well, that's he now that now of course it goes both ways. Yeah. That's a different story, you know. I mean, the, the guy, the, the the driver was in the room. Bro, leave the phone down, you know. Put the phone down. You drive. Look, never mind the cops. Everybody's cops are on their phones left and right. Every time I see a cop, they're on their phone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But there are other people on on a lot. If if everybody's gonna be on the phone, or, or everybody's gonna be on the phone, you don't have it both ways, you know. And especially. You know, with the with the, with the implications of, of cameras soon or or or, or coming up. What do you mean, like I, you body know, cameras? Body cameras or cameras in the in, in the vehicles, cameras on the bus. So, cam- you know what I mean? Just yeah. monitoring, you know, monitoring the employees and whatnot. You know, you, if if that was in place, you wouldn't be on your phone all the time. You know, I mean, look, we understand. It, you're gonna look at your phone at some point. There's there's time. Bus drivers got plenty of off time. Check your phone then. Cops yeah. got plenty of. Plenty of breaks. Check your phone then. Right. You know, I, I sanitation and so on and so forth. They got all these people. I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm in no way. You know. It's a I'm, I'm talking thing. about all. All of us as you exactly. You said it best. Yeah, man. And and there's nothing I like better than watching a video of some fucking asshole with his face in his phone walking into a pond or a fucking, <laughs> or a fucking fountain. I'm gonna search that. <laughs> and, oh yeah, it's there, man. I'm over here searching cats and cucumbers. I got to start looking at Jericho's fucking bum running into fucking bottles. You, you can't beat a nice fucking YouTube cat video, man. Come on. <laughs> it started it all. You They're fucking it? aliens, man. It started it all. I'm in the wrong business, bro. I got to stop. I, and, I, and I got a cat. Big up Silvio, the Sicilian cat. I got to stop. Fucking Mingy Meow. <laughs> Mingy Meow, exactly. <laughs> I got to stop following him around with the camera. Uh, yeah, this guy's going to make me some money over you get here. That fucking he's, over, viral look, video. he's over there sleeping right now. He just looked up. He heard, he heard Mickey. He looked up at me. Look at him. He's over here. He's like, this motherfucker's talking about me again. Stop that Z. I got to speak back to him. I gotta go on my Google Translate for him. He knows. He knows. He knows. Of course, he knows. He slide this guy. He knows every bit. Like he's playing now. He's playing like he's sleeping. Like I'm bothering. <laughs> yeah, him. right. He's giving me. He's looking at me like I asked him about his last divorce. The way he's looking at me. Yeah, cats. See. They always <laughs> look bothered. Yeah, he's got that squint. And like it's either it's either like 
It's the, are you fucking kidding me look? Yeah. Or whenever you open a, open a light on somebody and they're like halfway sleeping and you kind of, and the light is what's waking them and they're kind of looking at you like, can I fucking go back to bed or like, what do I got to do here? Am I fucking, what am I in or I out? Cats are the most entitled of the whole fucking world, I think. The whole species. You could take I, a fucking outside cat, put him inside, and he'll immediately give you an attitude like I'm supposed to be here. Exactly. And, and he'll even piss and shit all over the place like he was supposed to. You know what I'm saying? I was never a cat guy. Believe me, believe it or not, I grew up with dogs my whole life. My whole life. Yeah. And so I, we moved into our place here a few years ago, and for some reason, the landlord uh, just doesn't want dogs in a building. Which, looking in retrospect now, I could see that you know you because I work in the buildings, uh, you know, and and I get complaints from people, dogs barking and all this, and I can understand that. Yeah, you I know? hear that. So, yeah. So I kind of see it, especially you know, I got enough problems with the people upstairs tap dancing at all fucking hours. Oh, and Jesus. You know what I'm saying? So I can understand a dog barking on top of that. Uh, you know, I would definitely go out of my mind. So make a long story even longer. Uh, I see, I see how the, how a cat complains. So of course we needed to amuse ourselves other than our own company. So yeah. we decided to throw the Sicilian talking mutt in the mix. There you go. And, uh, <laughs> he's a mutt because he acts like a dog, this fucking guy. That's why I call him a mutt. Yeah. But those uh, are the best kind of cats though. With that. That's what I'm saying. That, and that's segue hoverboard. By oh, the way. Jesus Christ. The hoverboards. Oh, I'm my God. I haven't talked about that on my podcast yet. Holy fuck. I'm hoverboarding my way into this next segment we call Get the Fuck Off the... B it's got wheels. It's not hovering. It's not, not a hoverboard. Hovering. You're not hovering. I don't care if it's Mike Tyson. I don't care if it's a cat on a hoverboard. You're not hovering. It's got it's wheels. Real. You see this other fucking thing they got now? The, the one... The, it's like a unicycle type thing. Oh, Jesus. What is this? It's like... It's one wheel. I guess it's in the middle. Instead of the hover... The... the and I, and I laugh when I say hover because you're not fucking hovering. Stop yeah. it. That's like saying. Paul, did I lose you? No, am I here? Where? I, uh, I, I got I you. I got you. you. Sorry, I just I lost you for like a good three solid seconds. But uh, yeah, three go ahead. Three solid seconds. All right. That's no good. The three second rule. Kiss it up to God. <laughs> it's all better. So, right. So it's this thing now. It's, it's one wheel and, and, and you your feet are on either side of it. Hmm. And you and you roll around on this fucking thing. It's the stupidest thing. And then, I mean, these guys are flying on it. It's, it's pretty dumb. I rather see Darth Vader on a unicycle playing the fucking bagpipes like that <laughs> meme than seeing these assholes riding around <laughs> on this fucking unit thing. But back to the hoverboard, bro. Give me your thoughts on this fucking stupidity. Uh, yo, I was in the mall, right? And <laughs> oh, forget it. Yo. I've never seen this thing before, so I'm on on the second floor in the mall. On the other side of the mall, I see these two kids fucking floating. So I'm like, yo, what what the fuck? So, you know, I go around, I look, and that was my first time I seen this thing. All right, so you were kind of a little taken aback at first. I was like, yo, what, what the fuck is that? I was like, why aren't they just walking? <laughs> They're not <laughs> going funny. much faster. Hey, why hover when you could walk, right? All right, so there's this kid's movie. It's called Wally, -E, right? <laughs> Wally, uh, Wally done. And this fucking this movie takes place in the future, and in the future, um, everyone's fat. Everyone on the world is about three hundred pounds, and they all sit. I can relate. And, and, <laughs> and they all it sit. Sounds like my life story. Holy. They sit in floating chairs. No one walks. 
that's a great idea. And it's <laughs> the one step above the hoverboard. I was just watching fucking, what do you call it? Uh, um, Back to the Future 2. That's a hoverboard. That's a fucking hoverboard. Bro. But yo, this hoverboard these kids are using is like, it's like that. It's not, that, you're not hovering, bro. It's two wheels. What that, hover? That Disney wheel, movie wheel. is what this country, this world is going to turn into. <laughs> just big 300 pound motherfuckers on floating I'm, chairs. I'm for that. It's fuck. The future looks great, bro. You can't. <laughs> as I'm saying, back to these floating chairs. So, all right, now is it like, like you know, remember when we first saw when we first saw the the, the original and only hoverboard in my in my book, made by Mattel, it, yeah. Right, back to the future, yep. right? That shit was like, wow, I can't, man. And I skated at the time too. I was like, yo, I'm having a ball fucking on four wheels. I could fucking only imagine hovering like that and holding skitchen. Sick. You know, skitchen with no wheels and nothing. Forget it. Yeah. I'll never fall. Never hit a pothole. You never hit a rock. Uh, You're one, little, one little rock will flip you right over. Uh, you go into the hospital. One little yeah. rock means hospital and screaming from your mother. Yeah. But. Now, tell, now, what do these chairs look like? Does it look like, wow, I could really see that happening? Or is it like fucking, uh, you know, CGI fat guy in a chair? Well, yeah, it's a cartoon. Oh, it's a cartoon. Oh, so it probably it, fucking looks sick. It's it Pixar. probably looks like a great prototype of what if they decided to do this. It looks like a little egg, like you're sitting in a little egg. Oh, like those, like a Woody Allen type chair from fucking Sleepers. Remember that? They, was, you ever see that movie Sleepers no, Woody I, Allen? It's no, not Sleepers. It's no, no, Sleeper. Uh, no, I'm I'm, I'm thinking was, of um, I'm thinking of more like a Clockwork Orange style. Like, right, remember that that pseudo '60s egg yes. type kind of that oval chair. You oval, got it. Yep. Right, 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 right. So it's one of those joints, huh? All yeah. right. But the, but now if you, if you're a fat fuck, you're not oval. You're more beanbag like. Yeah. You know, the chair would have to be styled like a beanbag. I would you, think. What they would do is they would put your fat ass in like a mold. And just <laughs> just mold it so around it's personal, you. Right? I got you like a personal personalized fat fuck hover jet. Yeah, it's PFFHC. Yeah, the PFFHC one, <laughs> prototype one. Yeah, man. Con- so that's kind of like my thought on the hover on the on the on the hoverboard quote unquote is that it's kind of heading towards these kids being real lazy, man. Oh, can they get any lazier? I mean, they don't go out anymore. They don't play manhunt. They, they, I yo, I was just talking to my brother about this. Yo, there's like kids don't even hang out on the block. Like there used to be blocks warring with each other. You know right. what I'm saying? Getting along or whatever. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, everybody knew each other. Now everybody knows each other on social media. Like, come on. Like I know. Get out of the house. Like Paulie, you're from Brooklyn. I I was only born there. I didn't grow up there. But even I know about 13th Avenue. Right, right. Oh, well, that was the pinnacle. I mean, you know, 13th, that's like 13th, a thing. 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th, that 21st Avenue. Then you started getting into still well. But is that still a thing? No, is, it's all Chinese now. Is there a crew representing a block or anything? Oh, no, bro, that's in the movies, bro. That's in this nostalgic. That's on a that's a YouTube nostalgic video. Really? That's that's a when when Brooklyn was Brooklyn type fucking thing. Yeah, no, nah, you don't see that anymore. I mean, number one, I mean, I wouldn't know what fucking sixteen year old kids, are, uh, you know, if they're running around beating the shit out of each other, they're, they're probably all eating pills. These fucking yeah, no doubt. <laughs> You're right. But but they're doing that in the house. You know what I mean? They're fucking passing out in their own uh, their own fucking shit and piss. In the basement, or their crews are representing Call of Duty, is what it is. Yeah, That's yeah, how no, kids hang probably out. Probably what it is. They're all, they're all on the. What do they call that? That fucking thing they they all talk shit to each other on the headset. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, 
uh, Xbox it's Live. This, yeah, it's called some sort of fucking. Uh, I don't. I mean, but then again, but like, the, but but just from driving around the neighborhood, you know what I mean? Like, of course, shit's done changed, but it's like yeah. at least. Even, you know, even when I was in, like, say, 20s, so, you know what I mean, mid-20s, like, you still would see kids hanging out. Even though I didn't know them, they were juniors, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you didn't really know them, but but they were doing the same shit that I did maybe 10 years before, five years before, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't even see that shit. It's like tumbleweeds. Like, yeah, you don't man. see nothing. Nobody's out. How is, like, I know Dyker Park is still fucking jam-packed in the summertime, though. It has to be. Uh, it's a different type of jam pack, though. It, it, it's not like what, what we would be used to, uh, say, even 15 years ago. Right. It's more, you know, uh, and, and like I said, I haven't even been to, I haven't been to 14th Avenue Park in, in a long time. Right. Uh, but um, I, it's mostly, of course, wherever there's a fucking basketball hoop, you're going to have kids congregating. At least at least the, you, that's the one thing you can't, you know, you you could play you could play NBA jam all you want, NBA 2K 16 whatever. To, that would when I was a kid that would only get me psyched to go out and do the real thing. So, yeah. Whenever whenever you see, a, you know, anywhere you see a, a real fucking, you know, hoop, you know, you, the kids are going to play. You know, but as long I mean, I remember kids used to hang out in the park till fucking 3 4 in the morning playing yeah. basketball, but I, I don't think I see that. Number one, I'm not out in the street at two or three in the morning, anyways. So. It was especially great when you found the fucking eight foot hoop. Right, oh, forget. <laughs> well, it, it would normally be bent out of shape from yeah. everybody fucking destroying it all Everybody's day. Everybody's jamming on it. It Jordan dreams all day, just ripping it down. Jordan. Who wants to hang? Who wants to hang on it a little longer than they should? You know. Yeah. Do you remember that um, Dave Chappelle skit where he would like? Um, <laughs> He would talk about when you were kids, you would play sports, you'd like name your favorite player before you did something. Like Elway. <laughs> that was true, man. That we yeah. really did that shit. That goes back to the, you know, the the fucking two minute drill, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's all on the line. It's yeah. either yep. you know, it's either first and goal and fucking th- three seconds left. Bottom or, of the ninth. Or it's bottom of the ninth, bases loaded. Or man on first and third, or just a man on third, you know, yeah. coming down to the wire, full count. Overtime. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I wasn't big in basketball. Uh, hockey, we played, but it was more like, you know, we tried to play roller hockey. That shit cost too much money. Yeah. So we went kind of fucking ducky boy roller hockey, you know, and then sometimes we just run and just smash each other. Sure. We'd have the, we'd have the stick. You'd have like, you know, one of those those old school fucking pucks that was like supposed to, you're supposed to play with it on ice. We didn't care. We yeah. just fucking <laughs> around. The thing was like eight pounds. You know what I'm saying? Like we had, we had the stick and that, and the rest, we was just smashing each other. Improvised. In the cars. Yeah. Smash each other in the cars. We didn't have no, no net or anything like that. No goal. I remember just, back in the sewer. day. Sewer was the goal. You could puck it. You could fucking put a, a, a roll of electric tape in the freezer. Ah yes, use that yeah. as a puck. <laughs> the old roll of electric tape—that was that was big. We used that more so than if we were lucky enough to come across a, a puck with the orange NHL writing on it. Oh, that was like a fucking. That was like a treasure. Yeah. That was usually from like the rich kid. Like, brought that out. Like the, the rich kid. There's always one rich kid on the block, or he did. He may not have been rich, but he had a little more money than the rest of the families on the block. Yeah, to see a puck with like a, a team logo on it was like, oh my god, where'd you get that? It's the fucking real thing. Did you catch yeah. that at the ring? Well, yeah, right. Well, did somebody take you to the game? You know? Yeah, yeah, that was that was game worthy. 
The one thing about the parks around here on Long Island is there's still kids playing handball. That's the one thing that kind of never went away. That's 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 like you know that's that's never gonna die. I don't think the kids are same thing by me here, Fort Hamilton High School, bro. They're even out there. They're out there in the freezing cold. It don't matter. There's dudes getting games on. That's for sure. Um, But it's kind of like I played. I played when I was in in high school, but like it wasn't something that I really got into. Like that. You know, yeah, I had, yeah. I had friends of mine that would forget it. Still to this day, they play. They love it. Oh, uh, I would if I fucking if I could, I would play. I would I actually you know, last summer I went down to the courts by myself and I played some young kids. Boy, I whooped their fucking ass, man. <laughs> I was fucking so rusty too. Good, good. I'm glad. I didn't play handball for like ten years before that day. Teach those motherfucks who's playing. Oh yeah, whoop their big ass. Mike Bruce is in the house. He's gonna take these kids to school. Yo, I was up there with my kids too. I was like, "Yo, kid, <laughs> just just sit there, watch this. Just watch Dad right now." <laughs> sit back, watch. When we used to say, "Here, hold my beer, watch this." This is a new side. They tell the kids, "Here, stay right here, don't move, watch this." Yeah. Meanwhile, ten minutes later, I'm huffing and puffing. <laughs> All <laughs> well, out of breath and shit. Do you smoke cigarettes? No, I quit when I was like 22. Oh, good, good. Yeah, I quit five years ago. That's what I'm saying. But it oh, don't nice. matter. I, I'm still huffing and puffing. Yeah, you know? sure. Um, okay, let's. Uh, you touched on um, the Paulie and Slicer. Let's talk about that. What exactly yes. is that? That is a, a podcast that means the Classy Slicer. Check him out on YouTube. He goes sick. He goes nuts on all these rants. He's a funny dude, man. A real funny dude. Kid from Queens. He's he's hysterical. He, he's kind of like Joe Pesci on steroids. Wow. Like a fucking hopped up tattooed Joe Pesci. Check him out on YouTube. The Classy Slicer. The T H E. C L A S S Y S T and S L Y S T E R. I gotta I check on my spell check on myself. Uh, check Slicer. So check them out. The classy Slicer. Uh, we just been we were talking for a while, and uh, every time we talk to each other, it's like a fucking comedy show. We're always bugging out on each other. Like yeah. I do my De Niro type thing, and every because every time I listen to him, he sounds like fucking Joe Pesci when he starts ranting. Mm. So immediately I would go into like the Nero mode, you know. And then we just started to back and forth. And this kid was like, "Yo, you guys should do a fucking a podcast." Mm. I was like, "Yeah, you know." podcast thing i've been there done that sort of thing and uh, i was kind of i was gonna do one just myself ranting and ranting. So i was like hey you know what maybe I, you know what it'll be funny bring the slice through them because i seen his rants and stuff they're pretty funny yeah you know uh he, to- he you know he's a new yorker so you know we have a lot in comedy we talk about uh, basically on the same sort of shit he just posts his stuff on youtube you know yeah uh, so we got to talking and everything and, like we had a lot in common so uh we just said yo this year we gotta do it we gotta get we gotta get we gotta get together and just fucking sit down one day and whack it out. So nice. we're almost we're almost ready to go with that. It's definitely gonna be let's see, we'll probably have it hopefully the the first episode for the week of the Super Bowl. If not the week after the Super Bowl. Oh, like, so that's, that's like really soon then. That's maybe yeah, two it's weeks. Yeah, like the next away. two weeks. Yeah. We yeah, once we gotta go in and record it. But here's the thing, you know, we both work, everything like that. You know, people have lives and stuff like that. It's kinda hard to just get there and and you know, pump out the podcast as as quick as as possible. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm I'm no I'm no stranger to it, but I also noticed the podcast thing as big as it's been now. Uh, you know, it's a, this is a pretty big, uh, it's a it's a pretty big market for itself. I mean, there's like I don't know how many bill uh, how many millions of podcasts that are out millions uh, right now. Yeah, millions. I mean, we're talking like you know in in the high millions. 
not like eight million. I mean, there's like twenty million, something like that, podcasts out there and growing. Yes, yeah. and, and I noticed also too. I just seen this thing, uh, speaker or something like that, where you could start doing the podcast from your phone. Spreaker. Spreaker. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's the next thing I'm going to be looking into, uh, because it's all about the content is no problem. We can sit there and fucking bug out with each other, and we're going to be doing like pretty much like how we're, we're getting how we, we get along with our rapport. We'll talk about everything, you know, sure. current events. You know what I'm saying? Movies, pizza, fucking pizza. You know. Pizza's number two. <laughs> <laughs> right, pizza's number two. <laughs> you know, uh, Slicer will go on a nice little rant for for everybody that that's very familiar with it. He's got a lot of fans, the kid. Believe it or not. Oh, cool. Uh, uh, so, you know, people that, that really enjoy his type of shit, they're going to love it. And uh, the people that enjoy my type of fucking uh, no holds barred is going to love it, you know. And then yeah. we're going to kind of just smash together. And uh, um, for an hour, we're just going to talk about everything. We'll do, throw in some movies, you know. Just, yeah. It, it, the, the current events of the day sort of shit, you know what I mean? Kind of yeah. like, a, you know, a comedy, dude. No, no set. Like you know, agendas. Or, yeah, or you know, that, like which that. is good. People have that in podcasts. I think that that there is a need for that. There's a huge need for that. Like the Star Wars guys and, and the Joe Rogans and and because uh, I listen to all of that type of shit. Anything yeah. that I'm into, I listen. To, I've been a big I've been a big Gungo fan since, since I first heard of it. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate uh, that, man. Of course, I'm going to get into some some things I'm going to talk to you about as as we go on. But as as of right now, what we're talking about. You know, I I, I I enjoy this type of stuff, and I nerd out, uh, you know, on the Star Wars stuff and yeah. all the shit that I'm into and that I like to hear about, you know. Music, not so much podcast, because I've been in the business 20, nobody could tell me shit about it, sure. you know what I'm saying? So I don't really, that's, I wouldn't want to do a poly, uh, you know, a rap podcast or that, that shit's, man, it's, it's boring to me, you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, because you want to kind of, um... yeah, I want to. I mean, I understand podcasts. You should talk about the things that you know and everything. But listen, I'm I'm more of a student of life yeah, than exactly. what I did for the past twenty years in music. You know, or plus you don't want to go backwards. I mean, if you've you've been there, done that, well, you're not yeah. gonna dwell on it. You want to fucking yeah. you know. I mean, it's cool. I mean, because sure. like you know, like the star the Star Wars thing is funny because like no nobody, especially nobody that's doing the podcast, have ever been in a Star Wars movie. I've ever even seen George Lucas aside from maybe a Comic Con. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they could talk endlessly about that type of shit. Just like, you know, I could talk endlessly about life because, you know, I'm in it, you know. But in the same token, you know, I'm intrigued by it just like I am with Star Wars. Yeah. Or, you know, listening to comics, you know, uh, you know, just, just shit that I find interesting. You know, like you like you, you talk a lot about how you're rooted in the hardcore music. That's where I come from too growing up. So you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, that I want to hear other people's take on it, not necessarily mine. Like when I listen to you and a uh, big shout out to Jimmy from the Blast Furnace crew, uh, Jimmy Ferrari, when you guys were talking, I felt like I wanted to chime in. Right. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like I felt like I was that fly on the wall, and I think that's how podcasts should be, where you're actually talking to your device, or you're walking down the street and you're trying to throw your two cents in, yep. you know. But because that's what it should do, it should bring that out of you. Like those you know are what I'm my saying? favorites too, man. When I'm listening to something and I'm 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 like a uh, uh, participating. Even if it's only on my end, that's the most entertaining and, and <laughs> right, right. My, the best because, shows. Because it's touching a nerve. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like it's like like screaming at the at the TV, you know? It's like telling the white bitch in in the horror movie, you know, don't you don't go in the basement. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because you know what's ha- what's there. That's you a know great what's analogy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So which funny uh 
talking about uh, Jimmy uh, and and what you guys were talking about one time, which one I, you guys were talking about old horror movies. Yeah, and I, this is one of the things that I brought up that 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 made me remind reminded me of that. Is you guys are talking about a few horror movies and I'm and I'm sitting there like ah oh, yeah I remember that I saw that then we were talking about the video stores yeah remember going to the video stores and looking at the boxes and just being like holy shit what the fuck is on this or yes. I remember you guys talking about Driller Killer yeah and then I wanted to actually how about this you remember Blood Beach I remember the cover I never the seen cover, the movie see? right I actually only remember the cover until I watched the movie. It's the worst fucking... I can never get that hour and 40-something minutes back. It's horrible, it's isn't it? fucking horrendous. It's horrendous. It's a travesty. That was one of them that I, I, I chimed in. Like, you guys are going back and forth talking about, you know, horror, DVD, VHS, same DVD, VHS horror movies. I was like, Blood Beach! Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, or how about Slumber Party Massacre? The Mutilator. The Mutilator. Mortuary. Mortuary, yeah. Those covers were sick. <laughs> Chopping Mall. Chopping Mall? I still haven't seen Chopping Mall. <laughs> April Fools. Oh, I got one for you. This one's a weird one. Happy birthday to me. Yes. With that the, was creepy. I actually saw that one. Oh, really? Yeah, it was pretty creepy. It was like kind of – what they did was they played relied heavily on the, the whole Bruce the Shark theory. You don't ever right. really – not, not till later do you see what's going on. So, you know, and especially when you're a kid, you know, you see this whole thing. The happy birthday to me with the, with the cake, the head and the cake, right? Yeah, well, with the shish kebab in his mouth. remember <laughs> Why didn't I remember that? I'm a fat fuck. I love shish kebab. You know what I'm saying? Hell Knight. Remember Hell Knight? All right, that one's not ringing a bell, Hell Knight. No. Look it up afterwards. But going back to that too, and you guys touched on the face, faces of death when I was a kid. That shit, kind of, that shit to me, that scared the living shit out. Just even the box, because we thought it was real. But yeah, with the with the the surgeon with the skull face. Yeah. The well, that was crazy. That was like a fucking necro cover. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But back back then, it was like I was a kid. Like I like holy shit. Like what the fuck? And then I heard like my older brothers and sisters talking about it. And they were like. They were horrified. Like, they, had, they actually witnessed the murder. You know yeah, what I'm saying? it was like, like was, everyone thought it was real, yeah, man. Big shout out to Shane Gray, by the way, who's in the room, says he's got that on DVD. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yo, there was a huge stigma going around that it was just, you know what I'm saying? And Mondo Kane, remember that? Yo, Mondo Video. Mondo, yeah. They had These were all these, like, weird type, like, but all it really was is pretty much fucking National Geographic now. Yeah, there was one uh, called Shocking Asia about yes. all the weird Asian culture things. Right, right. Yeah, they, yeah, Shocking Asia, which is really just, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's fucking National Geographic, really. If you look, yeah. that's fucking Andrew Zimmerman. Weird food or bizarre foods now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it really is. But back then, it was like, holy shit, this uh, is yeah, really happening. You didn't, you didn't see shit like that back then. You I tell you what, what happened was we had Faces of Death, right? And then all of a sudden, a couple of years later, came out some shit called Traces of Death, which was the real, real shit. Right, right. It was like the real autopsies and shit like that going on. And yeah. I, I seen a, actually a thing about that, the guy that did it. It was all fucking like the monkey scene and all that shit. It was all fake. Yeah, it was not. Looking back at it now, it's it's kind of obvious. Yeah, but back then it was from. But they fucking, they milked the whole stigma behind it, like oh, uh, snuff film, you know, like ooh. Now they got YouTube, like actual beheadings going yeah, on. Yeah, ogreish and all this right. shit. Time, you know, rotten dot com and shit like yeah. 
shit, time has changed. I could imagine if I was growing up as a millennial in this time or, or being a, like a young kid now, like these kids are probably going to be the, they should be the hardest motherfuckers on the planet. Do you but, think watching them videos is affecting them at all or? Oh yeah, it's desensitizing them completely. They, look, they, shit. Yeah, they're wearing man buns and shit now. They, they, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they're, they're wearing, you know, they're dressing like their sister's clothes. Like you would think if you grew up in that environment seeing beheadings and shit, you'd be a psycho too. Yeah. You'd be coming out crazy, hard motherfucker, killing cats and dogs in the alleyways and shit and being a real fucking sociopath psycho. You would think. Yeah. But no, they need uh, time out boxes and uh, feelings and uh, I Wait. need my feeling checked. Have you heard this one? This is a new one. My safe space. Yeah, it's <laughs> Kids watching fucking ISIS beheadings three minutes before, and then you tell him, go fucking sit down or shut up, and he needs his fucking, what do you call it again? Safe space. Safe space. I need my tater tot space. It's sickening, man. It's sickening. What's going on? It's like, you're right. Watching all these nasty real-life death videos is is really not doing anything that's kind of scary though if, they, if these kids they're watching beheading videos and car crash videos and they're not Rock. even com and shit like that you know what i mean by Hand, hands in a meat grinder and they're all just like oh that's pretty cool you know and then it's like yo yo go go sit down you fucking faggot <laughs> i need my uh, i need my space maybe I need that's my the problem space. maybe the not problem is that the problem is that they're watching these videos and they don't they don't Polly. Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? So I, my one of the programs that you just crapped out on me. Ah, I thought it was me sipping my tea here. It sounded like a fart. You heard it over there? I thought no, no. It was it was me. I was like dude, taking a sip. Oh, because it when this thing craps out, it sounds just like that. It goes. Mm. Maybe it crapped out at the exact same time I took a sip. That could have happened. Wow. But anyway, what? <laughs> what else? <laughs> we're, getting, we're really getting fucked. Worlds real collide. Time, real time in it here. Like these kids, they watch these videos, and the reason why they're not affecting them maybe is because they're not looking at it through real eyes. Like, yeah, real, I guess like, they think it's like a video game or something. Yes. So it's not real, but it's I, I should like put it this way: we were scared of monkey. They were eating the monkey brains and shit. Like we really thought that poor monkey was getting fucking killed, even though he wasn't. Or yeah. if we didn't even see, just looking at the box, sent the fear of God into us. Like, holy shit. What the fuck? I don't even. I'm having bad nightmares just from from the box from Driller Killer. The box on Driller Killer. The guy screaming with the blood coming down his head. You know what I mean? And we didn't even watch the. I didn't even watch the movie, and I was like fucking traumatized for a week. That's actually an Abel Ferrara movie. Love Abel Ferrara. Big up Abel Ferrara. He's a crazy bastard in real life. Oh, I, mean, yeah. I never met him, but I have fr a friend of mine I grew up with, Richie Panabianco, was in uh, one of his movies called China Girl. This kid, like, I grew up with him, like, down the block from me. Like, uh, I remember when he was in the movie, too, because at that time I was going on auditions. I was like, motherfucker, he got it. He, you know, I didn't even really know who Abel Ferrara really was at the time yeah. until, you know, until I, uh, you know, of course, grew into, you know, New Jack's, uh, not New Jack, uh, fucking King of New York, King of, New York. of course. Yeah, and, and Driller Killer and all these, these great things that he's done. Uh, but, like hearing how he really is and check him just google likes i don't know how true it is but like but from what i remember hearing my friend say he was like yo abel ferrara that dude you, you're running with the wild horses when you're around that guy really yeah and when he said that to me i was like you know what it makes fuck it kind of makes sense i kind of got it i knew exactly what he was talking about when he said that because we've all ran with some wild horses in our day you know what i'm saying well and his movies were like 
borderline exploitation independent artsy. It was well, pretty good they, stuff. A, 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 a big, a good mix of that too. Plus, you had to get financing for all that shit too. You know what I'm saying? Like, and we're not talking about big budgets here. You know, so just to get the money to make like a Driller Killer is fucking genius. At, in 1970, whatever, 78, 80, whatever it came out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just to get the funding for any of his movies, because like they, you look at it now, it's like artsy and whatnot. Like, it wasn't so much that they were artsy; it was. The fact that he did a lot with li- with, with a very little, plus he mm. he you know he was big into a lot of the drug culture and the and this and downtown scene at that time. But it's very evident in that one. In oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. All of his movies. If you look now, you look at every one of his movies, you'll see the Abel Ferrara staples in every one of his movies. And plus, I forget the cinematographer he he, he worked with, the DOP, is fucking sick. One of one of my favorites. Right up there with Ernest Dickerson. I don't know if you got, anybody knows who Ernest Dickerson is. He was one of the early uh, cinematographers, uh, director of photography, set up all the shots for Spike Lee in the early wow, days. Okay. She's got to have it. All, this, the, all the styling and the look of She's Got to Have It, uh, the one uh, where they were all in the black colleges, do the right thing. He's, he actually, Ernest Dickerson, directed Juice. Oh, so, yeah, I love Juice, man. So, you see, you understand that that's his look. The, the director of photography, though, anybody, all you film nerds that aren't really film uh, dudes, the director of photography is the guy who sets up your shot. He gives you the, style, the overall stylized look of what your movie's going to look like. And that's why I always love Spike Lee shit, and I've always loved the uh, the, the way Abel Ferrara's movies were shot. Uh, even and also too Terry Gilliam. You watch any of Terry Gilliam's films; they're all shot in a specific way. They use all these sick angles that most uh, conventional uh, movie guys wouldn't. You know what I'm yeah, saying? And that's very, why they uh, stick out. That's why they he's stick very out unique in your head, right? That's why you see a lot of things that stick in your in your in your mind because of the way it's shot. So that's a little poorly fact for you right there, in case you didn't know. Anybody didn't know out there. That's great uh, that you know the directors of photography. Uh, a lot of people don't even know like those guys and how important they are. Well, because especially, yeah, especially the the immense amount of people that actually it takes to actually make a movie. You know what I'm saying? Especially a big budget or a small budget. There's a lot of people behind the scenes that don't get their shine that I'll are tell responsible. You who should that the are responsible editor. for the way the, the way it looks? The who? The editor. Oh yeah, and uh, Delma Schoonmaker. If you know who Delma Delma Schoonmaker no. is, that's that's uh, that's Marty Scorsese's right hand man. That's why his movies come off because he shoots like fucking four hour films, and she she edits it down to like two and a half, three. That's crazy, man! What a job yeah. that is, man! That they yeah. pretty much control the movie. Yeah, you got to have a real love and a passion for it, and you got to be good at it. You know, editing oh, yeah. so much comes out in the editing. You know, aside from the style and what it looks like, it the the tale is really told in the editing. You know, like a lot of movies are shot out of sequence and everything too. They just get what they need, you know. And then the editor is is the grand, you know, the Betsy Ross of it all. You know, they they make it come together. They sew it all together. You Speaking know, of so that, big up all the editors out there. Yo, Godfather: The Complete Epic is on HBO right now. Yes, chronological order. I'm about to watch that as soon as we finish up over here. <laughs> Yo, there's so many deleted scenes. It's crazy how much shit got cut out. Oh, well, you know what? There's a, there's a number of reasons why that things get cut out. A, 
it just doesn't fit. B, it doesn't uh, doesn't coincide with the story. And C, uh, especially back when the when the Godfather came out, the uh, the the movie ratings board, you know, the board would would they would screen it and they didn't like it. They tell you you have to go back and you have to you have to cut this out and you have to cut this out. Uh, especially, as a matter of fact, good good uh, good example of that is back to Marty, good old Uncle Marty Scorsese is. That's why the blood in Taxi Driver looks so fake and candy apple red is because the um, the uh, the ratings board uh, wouldn't give it an R because it looked too gory. Right. So that's why it looks all – so there's a lot of shit that, they, that goes through before you even get your, get your oh, film yeah. out. You know, they tell you cut this off, lose this, lose this. But with uh, the DVD era, you know, a lot of things got 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 second lives. You know, so it came out one way, and we used to seeing it one way, and then you could see the director's cut, and then you see the splatter cut, and then you see the this cut and the that cut. You know, and it's not so, always better, but it's good to see that other shit. Like there's yeah, a scene in um in the Godfather epic where you see Hyman Rothstein as a kid. Yeah, which you and don't see in the original, right? They they leave that part out. There's no really reason for them to leave it in, but it's still cool to see it. Right, right. In retrospect, yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially like when you see uh, De Niro like uh, auditioning for Sonny, you know, uh, things like that. So you don't you don't really yeah. see. And of course, he never, you know, but but he was originally called into audition for Sonny. So it's funny knowing who he plays. Now and, and you know when the final cut is all said and done, and then going back and seeing something like that, or seeing something like Hyman Roth as a kid, or you know seeing yeah. a scene that's not in there, I liked it. I agree. I agree with you 100. percent I like shit like that. And also you know? watching The Godfather my whole life, it's like probably one of my favorite movies, if not my the favorite. favorite. Movie. <laughs> right. I got the fucking guy tattooed on my leg, right? Which so guy? there's a scene in Godfather where Michael's talking to Kay in the beginning and she asks him who Tom Hagen is and he says, I think he's going to be consulary. Now, right. my whole life I'm like, he is. What do you mean? Right, he's and the now, The scene they cut out was the Godfather's consulary dying. And him taking over. Yes. As consulary. Oh, Kraut McFriend. <laughs> Pardon me, my Kraut McFriend. <laughs> I ain't no band leader. <laughs> I right, heard exactly. that story. <laughs> oh, I, big up Robert Duvall. Man. What a fucking extraordinary powerhouse. And I, I think that's one of his finest performances. Still doing it, too. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. One of my favorites, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen it. Uh, what was the one where, the, where he's the preacher? Oh, and he bashed that guy's the, head in? That's, uh... What's it called? The, uh, the Apostle. Yes, that's I'm, I'm. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Check that Never one out it. if you haven't seen. Check out the Apostle, bro. You'll love it. It's pretty great. I think pretty he directed cool. that too, or wrote it. Think, no, he put. Yeah, he he. I think he did direct it. I think he wrote, directed, and he put his own money into it to get it made. Yeah, I remember when that came out. Yeah, he brought it to a bunch of studios and nobody wanted to touch it. And it wound up becoming like an Oscar nominee and shit like that. Yeah, that's actually the only reason why I know it because of the Oscars. Yeah. Fuck the no, Oscars, it, by the it, way. Yeah. Oh, but uh, please, such that I don't even want to give that any light. It's just ridiculous. It's always been ridiculous. It's, I mean, come on, you know. I used I, to actually watch that show every year, and then one year, Shakespeare in Love beat out Saving Private Ryan. I never watched it again. 
<laughs> wow. I can't even believe you. You're going to delete that, right? <laughs> I can't believe you even said that. That's ridiculous. No. Um, yeah, Shakespeare, yeah. They, they gave the Oscar to Shakespeare in Love instead of Saving Private Ryan. I, you know what's funny? I never saw Private, Saving Private Ryan. Oh, that's that's a serious flip. So I, that's why I don't really. Yeah, I got I got to check it out because I haven't. Uh, maybe I, I will do that uh, on my blizzard on the blizzard weekend of 2016. Gonna have to check blizzard, that out. Blizzard movie should be right. I mean, I, I you know what? See, it's like I said on on one of the previous shows when I was on with you. It's like once I, once something gets too much light. I, I immediately shy away from it. I go the other way. When everybody's talking about, like, like case in point with The Sopranos, you know what I mean? It took me a while to, to warm up to The Sopranos. Now I love it. It's, it's fucking it's genius, number one. Yeah. But, but at the time, when it was popping off, 99, 2000, 2001, and everybody was talking about it, and that's all they could talk about, and this and that, I immediately just, so I guess Private Ryan being the fact that everybody talked about what a fucking Oscar movie and Tom Hanks should get this and you got to see it. Oh, you haven't seen it yet? You got to see it. I, I, I guess that's why I kind of, the minute I, I, I heard all the hype, I kind of just said, ah, uh, maybe. Now, do you like war movies? Uh, I do. Platoon, Hamburger oh, Hill, uh, Apocalypse Now, of course, the one and only. All right. Uh, shall I even say the uh, one of the best Stanley Kubrick war movies of, of all time? Right. Yeah, man. We all know. I, I, I don't even have to say it. Everybody knows it. For those that feel that that feel like chiming in, it's your time right now. You chime in on that one. Uh, and I even like the second half of that movie because a lot of people are like, oh, the, only the first half is good. I like the second half too. Oh yeah, no, you you have to the, you can't enjoy the first half without the second half. It's like Goodfellas. Like every pe- people used to say that too. I mean, I love it. even when I first saw Goodfellas cuz it's a long movie. Like, you know, and and that's the genius of Scorsese is he shows you the you know, he shows you the romanticizing of it, the glamorization of being a gangster and everything like that. And then when the coke gets involved and the fucking downward spiral and the fucking paranoia and things start to fall apart and you really Dirty. see you start to see this guy's life spiral down fucking tubes. A lot of people, it's hard for them to swallow. So they're like, ah, the beginning of Goodfellas is so awesome. Uh, but I mean, it's a great movie, but the end, I get bummed out. Like, nah, you gotta love the both sides. And it's the same thing with, 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 you gotta uh, take it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought the, uh, the last half of that movie was, was, was great, you know, because they're in Vietnam and they're showing you how, you know, they're showing you, how these guys are surviving and they're showing you all these different parts of the Vietnam war. You know what I'm saying? And what went into it and, you know, and Matthew Modine, how, you know, he pretty much, he held his same, he held his same, same stance as he had in the beginning of the movie as he did at the end of the movie. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I, I don't know, you know, but that's why these movies are out there. They're for people to debate and talk about for years and years after it. That's the making well, of a truly great movie, you know? Saving Private Ryan was the only movie that I saw in a theater that physically moved me. Like my stomach hurt watching that movie. It was it's just really? ridiculously brutal, sick and real. Like, I haven't seen I haven't seen The Hurt Locker. I haven't seen Black Hawk Down. Black Hawk uh, Down's good. Is it? All right. Um, you know, I, war movies are good, but they have to be, you know what I'm saying? It has to be the right type of uh, war movie you know like i thought another great movie casualties of war i thought it was great yeah, With, I uh, that. yeah that was good I sean, that shit. sean penn sean penn and uh michael, michael j fox 
That was another yeah. Vietnam movie, early 80s Vietnam movie, mid 80s Vietnam movie. Uh, and of course, the greatest, Uncommon Valor. One of the best. I just watched that like two months ago. Randall Tex Cobb, big up. Hell yeah. I mean, it's one of those, of course, it's it's borderline like a Rambo type, you know, dun, 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 you know, like it's we're coming to get you. You know, but what wasn't in the 80s? You know what I'm saying? But it was one of the best, cheesiest movies that's a guilty pleasure for sure. And plus, I saw it when I was a kid. I, I guess I was kind of cheesy too, you know. I, I, you know, I, I, I was sailing the seas of cheese with Les Claypool on that one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, you know what? We got a war movie coming out this Christmas. Rogue One. This Christmas? We just... Christmas just passed. This yeah, Christmas this coming up? You next Christmas. Christmas? <laughs> Rogue next One. What's that one? Star Wars Rogue One. It's a war movie. Oh! Is that... No, that's not coming out. That's coming out next Christmas. No. Uh, 2017. No. Oh, no. Here's is it coming it is. out this... Rogue One is 2016... Episode 8 just got pushed back to Christmas of 2017. Oh, okay. That's what it is. All right. I got you. Which, by the way, I thought it was great. Star Wars, uh, you Let's know. Let's talk the, about the, it. Oh, man. You know what it was? I, I tell this to everybody that ever that, that asked me about it in, in the hype when it when it went down. I went and seen it, by the way. I didn't see it that Thursday night. I saw it 9, 9 a.m. showing at the Sheepshead Bay, UA. Uh, I welcomed it to I, – I, I likened it to – Seeing friends of yours that you haven't seen in 30 years and giving wow. them a big hug. Nice. That's what it was like to me. Like, it just brought back so many, so many fond memories I had of, of, of just when I first saw Star Wars. And I was blown away. And I liked the way J.J. Abrams, uh, the way he handled it. I think it was a great blend of the old and the new. Yep. Uh, uh, the CGI shit, which they didn't rely too heavy on, I still kind of some of the characters. I just thought that in this day and age, they could have put a little more into the way they did it. You know what I'm saying? Like a Jabba's palace back then, yeah, you know, in '83 uh, with Return of the Jedi. I think they could have they could have relied heavily on that if they made the sets the way they did with a with a with a healthy dose of of building and and green screen. I think they could have went a little deeper with the with the characters. You know. Uh, I wasn't too big on when uh, they go to that 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 new Star Wars bar. Well, new to oh, me, the Cantina. Yeah, yeah, and she's like kind of a female Yoda type of. Right. You know, I, I thought that could have been done a little bit better. But hey, I mean, I enjoyed it. I didn't mind. Uh, the whole uh, Rilo uh, Kylo Ren shit was pretty dope. I thought. I thought it was a nice. It was a new blood type uh, villain. I thought that was yeah, pretty fresh. Like really complain about him but but he's like a more of a complex guy you know yeah and he's gonna get his that's for sure you could see that happening they're, they're gearing that up you know what i'm saying yeah uh i i, just, I thought it was dope man i really did I, and plus i you know it was the first movie i seen in the theaters in a while man because let's be honest man i have the time to get out to the movies b yeah. uh uh, fucking bed bug paranoid. I think there's bed bugs in every <laughs> fucking movie. Out there. You got a bit of a bed bugophobia. You laugh, bro, but that shit is no joke, man. I, you know, I gotta knock on some wood here, man, because I heard some horror stories out there, bro. Yeah, well, there you was one that? like last month. The couple came from uh, California for New Year's f to watch the ball, and uh, they they were infested with bed bugs in one of the hotels they had. Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. See what I'm seeing? See? Bro, you see what I'm saying? Like, Roscoe ain't going to help you, man. It, it, that shit's expensive. It's like fucking three, four grand to get rid of those things, bro. 
The one thing I wanted to ask you about before we wrap up. Shoot. You're a musician. Yes. Um, You're a serious drummer. Yes. Uh, Rap groups, hip-hop, you know, DJ. Producer, producing. I produce beats, of course. Producer. Um, Did the death of David Bowie, um, Glenn Fry, any of these guys affect you in any way? Did they mean anything to you? Uh, I got. I got to be honest with you. The the David Bowie thing, uh, not really, bro. To me, I wasn't really a big David Bowie fan to begin with. I, I know this is gonna sound crazy, but especially to all the hardcore Bowie fans out there, no disrespect or anything like that. But to me, uh, the David Bowie that I know and remember is the Let's Dance era, the China oh, no. Girl era. <laughs> Honestly, dude, I gotta be honest, man. You know, because I was a kid and I was I was stuck on Friday night videos and hot tracks, and these this was the MTV of the day for poor kids like me. You know, of uh, Saturday nights, Friday nights, and Saturday nights, the only way you got to see music videos in my house was on Channel 7 or Channel 4. Channel 4 was Friday Night Videos, and Channel 7 was Hot Tracks with Carlos De Jesus. Big up anybody out there that knows that. Um, so the videos that they were pushing at that time, of course, the record labels were behind it. Now, you know, after I've been behind the green curtain and I seen Oz, uh, you see, you know, and that was what they were pushing. And I was watching it because I wanted to see videos of people breakdancing in it. So when China Girl came on or Let's Dance and there's nobody in it breakdancing except for this old white guy playing a fucking Rickenbacker guitar. Hmm. I was like, uh, I would go running around or something. Well, I would break dance myself until the next video came on or something. Somebody doing something hip hop came on. Excuse me. You know what I'm saying? So like that was the David yeah. Bowie that, that I was exposed to as a kid. And then as I grew older, I would rem- I would hear those songs and I would be reminded of when I was a kid. So I'd be like, oh, shit. I hated that song as a kid. But you know what? That shit's kind of – that's not bad, you know? And the Ziggy Stardust and all that stuff, I – I never got into, I never, uh, never really embraced it. And also too, there was, and I, I'm not a homophobe or anything like that, but as a kid, my older brothers and sisters would say, oh, David Bell, he's a fag. He was caught in the bed with Mick Jagger, this and that, you know? So it's kind of like, I was like, Ugh. you know, like, oh, that's, that's not somebody I want to be listening to. Or Especially anything like with that, that video they did together. <laughs> yeah, Oof. like weren't they weren't they in bed together? Like and they were mocking it or some shit like that, or I don't know. No, they, but uh, they were that video's so bad. I can't even begin to describe <laughs> that. Awful I don't know. Like I shit. said, no disrespect to gay people or anything like that. This is 2016. Everybody has a right to be whatever they want, and it makes no difference to me. But when I was a kid, you know, it was a different world 30 years ago. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, I didn't really. It wasn't on my radar. You know what I'm saying? M- more so. Glenn Fry was more on my radar. I was a big the heat is on a big big fan right. of that. You know what I'm saying? Big fan Top Gun, all that shit, you know what I'm saying? Which is funny too because the Eagles, I remember listening to uh, uh Hotel California. I didn't even really know that it was the Eagles, you know what I'm saying? But every time I heard it, it was just this underlining 
hauntedness about the track that every time I heard yeah, it, yeah, I, I felt the same way. I was kind of freaked out by it. You know what I mean? Like, like I didn't get it. And like, what are you talking about? Dog, you can never leave and steal, steal you with, yeah, the beast and steely knives. And I was like, what the fuck, man? And even the tone of it, you know what I'm saying? It was kind of like, whoa, this is, uh, you know, the heat is on and all. I was, I was with that. You know what I'm saying? That's like some Miami Vice shit. Exactly. Fly to the danger zone, right? Did he do the danger zone too? No, I think that's Kenny Loggins. Yeah, well, it's, well, you know, it's funny. At the same time, it's, they they sounded alike. The mind feels that. Yeah, so, man. with that being said, I heard that there's this New York writer. I don't even know his name. He's like a hipster writer, or whatever. Uh, on the day of Glenn, Glenn Fry's passing, he wrote, you know, that the Eagles sucked and. Fuck him, more or less. I mean, he didn't say it in, in those words, but it was like, fuck the Eagles, they suck, and fuck Glenn Fry too, he's weak, and what has he ever really done? And um, Joe Walsh was the only hot rock and roll dude out of all of them, and this and that, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, I just thought it was kind of like, yo. Where's that coming from? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, granted, I was like, on one hand, I wasn't a big fan of Bowie either, so I wasn't so, you know, crushed. I was crushed when James Gandolfini died. You know what I'm saying? Like that, hurt. I, yeah. I felt like a, like an uncle died to me. You know what I'm saying? Bowie, not so much. Glenn Fry, man, not really. You know, like ah, uh, and that's another. Seems thing like too. this writer is trying to get his piece. Yeah, well, that's exactly what it was. I won't even give piece him any light. I won't, even, I won't even say his name or anything like that. I give him no no shine whatsoever. Uh, but that's another thing in this day and age. Like anybody that dies, of course, you know, you know, God bless the dead and everything like that. But it's like whoever dies, all of a sudden, like in this. You know, in this social media age, everybody's almost they 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 they're a martyr for like the first, the first twenty five, first hundred likes. You know what I'm saying? And then it's right. like on to the next like. You know what I mean? Like, meanwhile, uh, you know, so a bunch of people die every day. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was gonna put a, and I stopped being a dick on social media too because it's like I was gonna put on, I was gonna put a a picture up of like uh, Mick Jagger or something or or something like that and be like, oh yo. I was gonna, I was gonna put up, I was gonna put the caption like some shit like, yo, I was gonna, I was gonna say rest in peace to your grandmother and shit, but I happened to die before her or something like that, or your uncle so and so, but I happened to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, play yeah. on, play on words and like, yo, these people, they don't give a fuck about you. If you, I'm pretty sure David Bowie would probably spit on you if you, if he wasn't signing your fucking your your poster or whatever. Like these celebrities yeah. and people like that, they don't give a fuck. And I, and that whole celebrity adulation shit, I, man, I got no time for that. You you know what I mean? Like I've had so many real people that I loved to death that died and nobody gave a shit. Nobody gives a fuck. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm no way am I going to fucking go crazy. Even like somebody I liked, like James Gandolfini, like, you know, I wouldn't, Hey, look, you, you much respect out of respect. Yeah. But I guess that's what it boils down to. These people, they feel that they want to respect them. But then again, it was like every fucking five seconds on my feed was David Bowie, David Bowie. Oh, I was gonna, I'm I was, so sick of that. I was going to put up another one. Like, so yo, ingenuous. Did somebody die today? Or you know what I'm saying? Like uh, I feel yeah. like somebody died today. You know, it's like, <laughs> and, but, I feel like but I feel like everybody's just doing it. Like there's there's no sincerity in it. I don't think. You know, I think yes. they just are trying to keep up with the Joneses on social media. You know, like who's going to be the first to report that David Bowie's dead, or who's going to post it first? Or yeah, that shit's weak, man. That's you why know? I like, go out of my way not to. Yeah, I, oh, dude, I don't even like going, especially t touching on that. Like, uh, Instagram is the only thing that I even, you know, mess around with as far as social media goes. Uh, and it's like, I even pull back a lot 
you know, from a lot of shit that I would like to, you know, I even put my, my, my account on private, you know, because like mm. too many fucking left wing jerk offs that don't even follow me or anything, like want to jump on my page and comment about some bullshit. And then you got the people that aren't even following me having these long winded conversations on my page. It's like, get the fuck out of here. You do that <laughs> shit. Yeah. It's like, get off my lawn, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, come out with the fuck with the hose spraying them. You know what I'm saying? Get the fuck out. So I put my shit on private and then all of a sudden i found out i'm starting to get all these fucking spam uh fucking spam accounts on a private uh, like every i mean on my feed every two minutes the sponsored ad was coming up of all kinds of shit and then i'm blocking them i'm going i'm taking the time yeah. each one and i'm reporting it the whole nine yards and it's fuck i found out that is a fucking there's like some sort of like malware that one of the people that were following me it must have been either attached to them or I don't know, but it happened to worm its oh, way shit. into my, my account. Yeah, they, they they wound up unfollowing me, so I immediately blocked them. I haven't had a fucking, I haven't had a, an advertisement since. How does that work? What exactly? I don't know. I don't really, I don't know. It gets in, it's like uh, these little worms, uh, these little cyber worms that get in, they attach to either hashtags or they attach to bots or they attach to somebody that you're following. And it'll, you know, if you either like on that thing or whatever, whatever, however you open the door, it it, it latches onto you. Yeah, they get in, you know, onto your account or whatever. So you know, I, I would say, you know, change your passwords, change up your your email accounts, uh, look for, you know, look for shit on, you know. Weird shit on your account, and that's like, cause me, I don't give a fuck about followers. I don't give a shit. I'm not the guy like, hey, I'm I'm only following two people, and I got seventeen thousand, no, thirty five. I get the, I don't give oh, a yeah, fuck. Oh yeah, that's some bullshit status shit. Bro, I, I grew up in the real world before all this shit, where you actually had to have friends. You had to actually know who these people were. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a, yeah, I'm loved by a bunch of fucking strangers. No, better yet, I'm loved by forty five thousand robots. Like, right, get yeah. the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? Like, you don't even come out of your house. You got 75,000 fucking followers. <laughs> Give me a break. You're a fat fuck hovering around in a fat hover chair. Yeah, and you got geez. fucking. Uh, way to bring it back around. <laughs> you got 400,000 followers. Yeah, I know. Because you're so handsome, right? The fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It was weird. So be careful of those little rats out there that fucking come as. Uh, they look at you like they're your friends. You don't even know them. And next thing you know, they're attaching malware to your shit, bro. Can't have that, dude. Seriously, it's like the fucking Matrix, the future. It's a, really is this a is, virus. All right, this is what we're coming. This is what we got to deal with now, man. We used to have fucking, we used to have fair ones in the schoolyard. Now we got people fucking giving us viruses. That's non-existent. Non-existent. No, no. no you got to get arrested now. You, you got to go into your, your personal space. What'd you call it? What's it called? Uh, safe space. Safe space. I'm gonna fight go you. Safe space. I'm gonna fight you in my safe space. I'm just gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna cyber bully you from my, my safe space. Yeah, I'm I gonna say something to J Rock, who's been in the room me? the whole time. Who's in in the room? J Rock. Yo, J Rock. What's up, boy? Stop staring at me. <laughs> <laughs> big up, J. I want to big up, big up, L E from Nobody's Perfect. He's out there. He's listening in. He's out there. My brother, long time, my man. Can't wait to meet, link up with you again. He knows what I'm talking about. He remembers the good old days. And speaking of hardcore, one of the best fucking hardcore bands from the 80s that could have been fucking huge. Nobody's Perfect. 
That's what I'm putting that on the You ask anybody in the hardcore scene, and they have New York City hardcore scene from the mid-80s to fucking the early 90s knows nobody's perfect with one of the fucking illest bands ever. Big up Ali. You can find um, Big up Junior Big. the show it? Man, I don't know, man. Uh, yo, if you're out there on Mixer, Ali, let me know if there's anything. Type in on the chat board if there's something out there and nobody's perfect. Let us know. We'd love to end on the. You know, so I'll, I'll yeah, take a look. Maybe I can find it. Big up FK, Frank Amendola. Uh, you know, I want to big up my boy Ched Paisley and the Monk Jacks. This is a project I'm doing a little crazy rockabilly project for my man Shug Monkey out across the pond in London. Wait, oh, you, Mike, you got to wait, wait till this project's done. I'm definitely giving you a copy of it as soon as you're gonna, you're gonna trip. It's crazy. It sounds great. And as far as the Dead Rabbits go, my man Scotty Edge, we're going to be putting out an EP with Lucky Lupiano. Check out for Lucky Lupiano on Instagram. He's probably on Twitter too, I'm not sure, but he's an ill producer. We're going to do a four-song EP with him. We already got one in the bucket called Don't Worry. It's going to be coming out in probably the next, i got to say, at least in a, maybe a month, two months' time. But definitely for the spring. So it's going to be called, uh, we're going to call it like the Lucky Rabbids or something like that. We haven't decided on on the uh, title yet. And of course, Paulie and the Sliced is Wise-Ass Podcast coming up. Oh, and before I get out of here, I want to tell everybody to come out for the hardcore benefit for our veterans, our armed forces. Headlining the one and only motherfucking Murphy's Law. And that's coming up in February. February 27th, I believe. Right, and the Gungo podcast will be fucking transmitting live from oh, there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Wait, matter of fact, let me just let me give you guys a full on number one. I got to big up my man Jimmy from Blast Furnace Productions. This guy's a sick kid. Every time I get together with him, we always laugh our fucking balls off. So the hardcore Yay. benefit for our, for our veterans will be hosted by me, Paulie Nugent, with the headline is Murphy's Law. On the bill will be inhuman, enrage, of course, reason enough, ache, low road. One of my favorites, a breed apart. Big up, Mr. Blonde. Agitator. Enziguri will be playing. Full scale riot. One of my favorite names. Decimate the living. NFC. Truth in needles and swamp. 100% 100% of these proceeds will be going directly to the Purple Heart Foundation. Saturday, February 27, 2016. $12 donation at the door. And the door start at 1 o'clock. First band's at 2 p.m. 21 and over to drink, you bastards. Lucky 13 Boom. Saloon. 644 Sackett Street, Brooklyn, New York. 11217. And that's my story and I'm sticking to it. And I'll be there. Big up all our veterans. That's another thing in this fucking... I'm not a political guy, but there's too many fucking America haters out there that are living in this country and sucking the teat dry. And then they get mad when there's fucking nothing left for them. And then they want to know... They don't want to put their fucking hand over their heart when the fucking national anthem plays. So go fuck your mothers and go back to wherever fucking rock you fucking came out from. Stop raping this country, you fucking pieces of shit. Paulie, I want to thank you for hanging out with me for an hour, man. I really appreciate that. It's always a great time with you, man. Mike, thanks for having me, brother. You know, I'm always here for you, man. We're going to do this thing fucking every now and again. And I want to even have you come on and call in on the on the Wise-Ass Podcast when we're in full swing. 
Yeah, I would appreciate that, man. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you, man. And big up the Gungo Podcast, man. Thank you for everything. All right, I'm going to – Um, can you stay on the line? Sure, of course. I just want to ask you something. No problem. All right, Um, right, I'm going to try to find a song. I just got the link for um, Nobody's Perfect, so I'm going to try to end the show with a Nobody's Perfect song. I want to thank everyone for listening. Hell yeah. And uh, I'll catch you next week. Peace. Here, nothing else. Three beers, put it with that pet in your head.